I'm Sarah Brown, and this is Gnosis, the podcast where no topic is off limits, but it's always in the outer limits. Hello, everybody. I hope you're getting into the fall spirit. I definitely am. Fall is such a magical and mystical time to me. It's a time of transition, a time of change, a time to remember where we come from and the ancestors that contributed to who and where we are today, which is why today's interview is especially fitting. Today, I am so lucky to have my lovely sister, Allie Brown, on the show. Allie and I grew up in the same house, in the same religion, and with a lot of similar experiences. Today, we jump into a few of our haunting experiences and how spirituality has contributed to our relationships. So, Please keep an open mind as we kick off our interview. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gnosis. I'm sitting here with a special guest today, my sister, Allie Brown. She is a digital marketing specialist. She works in search engine optimization, to be specific. Yes. And she also coaches volleyball. That's pretty cool. It's a fun life, you know? Yeah. How'd you fall into those things, Allie? Yeah, well, honestly, the marketing thing was very random. That was not (laughs) anything I ever thought about pursuing in my life. But yeah, interned at the same company, actually, as you're at, so ended up going back into it after graduation and it's been good so far and yeah and then the volleyball thing also just kind of happened ended up back in my high school and that makes me really happy yeah it's been really fun having you work with me I'll be honest yeah (laughs) so Allie growing up together I feel like we've had some similar experiences yeah Like, you and I both grew up in the same Christian religion. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely still practicing in that religion. (laughs) And I don't know where you're at. You tell me your belief system right now, where you stand. Yeah, so I haven't really practiced in that religion for the past couple of years. Not to say that I don't believe a lot of the things, because I do believe in, like, a higher power and something greater. Um, But then also have other beliefs that kind of tie into that and I feel like everything just kind of comes back to how you treat people you know like there's no god or buddha or anything that I believe in that is going to smite you if you treated people well while you're in this earth that's interesting I actually just did an interview um before you Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how She studied a bunch of different religions, and she thought the commonality between Mm -hmm. them is love, but every single religion kind of had a different way of expressing love. Yeah. Well, I think that's the hard thing, too, is every religion does stress that, but 
it just isn't always followed through very well. And so I think that's what kind of turns me away Mm-hmm. from an organized religion right now is just that it's not always expressed through the people even though that's what they're preaching and I would rather kind of do my own thing and just do my best to show love to everyone yeah so you're yeah. like maybe not everyone in organized religion necessarily shows love in the mm-hmm. way that you don't like it but you're just trying to surround yourself with the kinds of people that show love the way that you need it yeah yeah absolutely Like, I don't want to be a part of an organization that shuns a certain group of people because I think we should be celebrating each other's individuality, and that just doesn't happen enough in organized religion. Um, It's kind of just pushing people into their molds, into their boxes, and I'm very against labels and boxes and things like that, so it's just kind of working out better for me to not be a part of things. See, I feel like for me, it's a little bit different where, Mm -hmm. like, I also want to celebrate people's individuality and, like, I also very much feel like I don't fit into a box, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I've been able to make a space for myself within that religion that, like, I can help other people bring out their individuality and, like, if I wasn't Mm -hmm. there, then maybe somebody else would try to push them into a box, but... Like, it's yeah. just about creating spaces where you feel comfortable being yourself. And I feel like we're both yeah. doing that in a different way. Definitely. And there are so many people in religions who do those same things. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, there are just a lot of people who don't too. So it's just celebrate everyone, love everyone. And wherever that takes you, I think is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to dive into spooky stuff Ooh, because spooky. <laughs> You and I grew up in the same house. We did. Um, well, a couple of houses, I yeah. guess. We moved Two once. Houses, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I personally had some like ghost encounters mm-hmm. or strange yeah. spiritual phenomenon happening to me mm-hmm. and in both homes. Mm-hmm. Did you experience anything? Absolutely. Both homes there were certain spots of the house that just felt a lot more uncomfortable to me. Um, It's interesting, though, because when I feel something in a house with me, they usually manifest themselves to me in my dreams. So, like, when I'm asleep at night, that's when I kind of understand what's there with me. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of kind of dreams like that in both houses. I feel like... um, Like, the sense that we have of Mm -hmm. spiritual presences around us is like possibly hereditary because our grandpa often has these very vivid dreams where people Mm -hmm. come to him with messages very specifically for things he needs in his life at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you and I have kind of inherited that and like it definitely skipped a generation because like mom and her siblings, I don't think at all have that. Yeah. Um, but like I, Mm -hmm. I like the fact that it's impacting both of us. It, like, mm. gives me a little bit of validation. Well, even, do you remember that time we were in North Carolina for Christmas? Yes. And we were sleeping in the same room, and I just felt something in this particular corner of the room, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to say anything, because I feel like when you talk about these things, that's kind of when... It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's kind of giving them a doorway to just, like, mm-hmm. pop in and be involved in your life. So I don't like to do that if I'm feeling it around me. Mm-hmm. But then the next day we went on the walk and I was like, Hey, I didn't want to say anything last night, but 
did you feel something in that room? And we both did in that same corner. Mm-hmm. Like we both had that same feeling. Well, the so wild, wild thing is, is I think that we both woke up at the same time too. Yeah. It was like yeah. very specific. Like mm-hmm. this has happened to me a few times where um, I'll have a sleepover with somebody yeah. when I was younger yeah. and like we would wake up at the same time or like I would wake up and like talk to them the next day and they'd be like oh yeah I felt something too or oh yeah that's something Uh that I've felt consistently in my room like I have a friend who um in college I stayed at her house and she actually once had ghost hunters come to her house because there was something there and then whatever they got rid of whatever was kind of terrorizing them, but yeah. something else was left behind that uh-huh. wasn't malicious. Yeah. And so they just like let it live there with them yeah. and they just knew it was always there. Interesting. That's yeah. kind of how I felt when I lived in the sorority house as mm. well is like, I, we had someone die in that house. Right. So like, you know that it's there. A lot of people who have stayed there, see her, different things like that. I personally never saw her, but mm-hmm. she would come to me in my dreams and like, like, I don't really like to see ghosts, I guess. So, like, it kind of scares me when they're in my dreams. But it's, like, not a malicious thing yeah. when they come to me. So, yeah. like, yeah, like, living in the sorority house, that's the same thing. Is kind of that spirit that you know is there. But no one really does anything about it because it's not there to harm you. And you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Allie and I actually mm-hmm. went. were in the same sorority. Mm-hmm. But... We were several years apart from each other, Mm -hmm. and so we didn't have a lot of the same experiences, but um, definitely the sorority house always had that kind of feeling, like there was, you were never alone, even if you were alone in that house. Yeah, never. It was quite interesting. Yeah. And actually, we went back to that sorority house Mm -hmm. with a friend of ours who, and we tried to ghost hunt, (laughs) Um, but it was in the middle of the day, and honestly, I think that we didn't take a good approach. Like, if we were to go back again, I would probably want to introduce myself more to her and be like... um, explaining sisterly yeah exactly like like, hey we're your sisters we're here to learn more about you because actually our sorority house is known nationwide Mm -hmm. as a haunted sorority oh yeah well even the wild thing too about that so we went to like a convention um over in was ohio or something Mm -hmm. and a few people while we were there mentioned to us like oh you live in that haunted house and we're like (laughs) yeah whatever like it's just miriam (laughs) And we got home, though, and the day we got home, we were just like, you know, it was weird how many people were mentioning that to us. Let's go see if we can find any of our old scrapbooks with, like, her pictures or, like, obituaries or whatever. So we go down there, we go hunting, and pretty soon, like, quickly, we find this scrapbook, and we start scrolling through and find her obituary. It was the 50th anniversary of her death to the day that we just randomly decided to go looking for it and that was like you know that she was pushing us yeah to be like go find me because I need to be remembered right now yeah do you feel like that was her purpose is she just wanted to be remembered I think so it's like it was a really tragic story you know like she had an epilepsy episode I guess Mm -hmm. and we had bathtubs at the time and she passed out in the bathtub and drowned so like it's just a hard thing like she had a lot going for her super dedicated to service a lot of great things and I just think it wasn't really her time Mm -hmm. and she feels like she kind of didn't get 
like, I don't know if the memory or like yeah. experiences. So she just wants to be seen and yeah. remembered. So, I mean, like what we remember about Miriam is that she was a genuinely good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why do you think spirits like that linger in a place? I don't know. I feel like maybe they're there to remind people of like their past or their times or something like that. I think it's never like an unfinished business kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of stupid to say about spirits. Like, oh, so much unfinished business to do. Like, I don't think it's necessarily that. I feel like it's more of just like a reminder Mm -hmm. of what all of that is supposed to mean kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Because that's only when she pops up is like, you know, Miriam's around when you're finding stuff like that or you're Mm. discovering these things about her or like history about the sorority whatever it is I like that concept like oh to remind us of where we come from like I Mm -hmm. feel like there's this concept that people talk about like specifically with historical things like Mm -hmm. how they stay in people's bloodlines like how um like people with slavery who like their ancestors were slaves, like they're mm-hmm. still dealing with the pain of that. Yeah. And it's like a physical, biological thing that's being passed down. And yeah. so I like the idea of like spirits being kind of like that additional reminder. Like, yeah. like this biological reminder that's around us or yeah. like this mystical reminder. Because mm-hmm. I feel like um like when I think about death my biggest fear is being forgotten. Yeah. And so, I mean, at some point, I know I'll be forgotten, right? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. generations will pass without sure. me. Just leave a big legacy. Yeah, but, like, how yeah. do we live a leave a big enough legacy that people remember us? And, yeah. like, maybe that's the purpose spirits hang around is, well, like, to I help so. remind us. So can you give us a specific... Mm-hmm. A paranormal experience that you went through in any house that you ever lived in? I have a few. I kind of want to bring up one, but it's super dumb and I was like a little kid, but <laughs> honestly, I think about it all the time. And I was downstairs in our basement in our old house um, and I had these maracas. Do you remember these maracas? I like, do. They had the orange. Yeah, they're ball like on top. bright orange. Yeah. yeah. Loved those maracas and they were always sitting downstairs. And so I just kind of hear him shaking and we had a treadmill sitting up and I hear him like shaking behind the treadmill and I was sitting down there like playing Barbies or something dumb. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like who's over there? Like just trying to see. And then like, they just kept shaking. And so I was like, Hey, seriously, who is this? So I get up, go look behind the treadmill and the Moroccos, they're just sitting there. They're just laying there. And I booked it out of there. I know. Yeah. I feel like certain spots and houses draw certain things for whatever mm-hmm. reason and it was always the basement for me in that house yeah I well I had seen things all over that house mm-hmm. as a kid like the first memory I have yeah. of seeing something mm-hmm. was upstairs in my room but it was like the day after Christmas and I woke up and there was like a little girl playing on a rocking horse that we had just got mm. and she noticed me which was crazy. And then she walked up to me and then I got spooked, of course, because I'm like, who is this little girl in my home? Yeah. So I walk into my parents' room Uh and she follows me. I climb up on their bed. She climbs up on the bed next to me and then she just disappeared. 
And that is my first memory of ghosts. But my mom has this other memory of Mm -hmm. when I was younger that kind of spooked her. And so I feel like it's just been a part of, like, our old home, I still have nightmares from things that happened in that house. Uh Um, Like, someone screamed in my face and told me to wake up because I Mm. slept in the basement for a couple of years. And then you slept on my floor. And then I slept on your floor because I was so traumatized by the things that had happened to me in that basement. Definitely. No, it was... It just didn't feel right down there. Yeah. You know? And that's how I feel, too, when I go upstairs in this house that our parents are living in now. Hmm. Interesting. And that's where my bedroom was, like, all throughout middle school and high school and everything. And I would always just have really... It was like I was walking through the house in my dreams Mm -hmm. and, like, opening doors. But in all these dreams, it's like I'm in a darker place. Yeah. Like, you know that it's not our house but it is our house it's just a lot darker Mm -hmm. so like I'll be walking through the house or something and it always would take place like in mom and dad's bedroom like all of these spooky dreams and so like I would be walking up there and I would go open the door to that bedroom and there would just be like this intense shadow coming down from the ceiling like Mm -hmm. just just coming at me and making me feel so terrified. Mm-hmm. So I always hated going in that room because I felt like every time I entered, there was something trying to get me out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, every time, well, not every time, but a significant portion of the times that I physically saw something with my eyes, mm-hmm. it was like a shadow being. Yeah. It wasn't like... Uh, someone that I saw their face mm-hmm. directly or yeah. that I could see features on them. I have a yeah. handful of those experiences, mm-hmm. but the majority of the time, I agree with you, it was like this shadow presence. And yeah. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've done a lot of research on shadow people and mm-hmm. nobody knows what they are. It's like, maybe yeah. it's an alien. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a demon. Maybe it's just a spirit. Like yeah. nobody knows what it I'm is. leaning towards more of the demon side of it honestly (laughs) well they often spooked me yeah but I don't know if that was just because I don't have an understanding of what it is I mean I think that's very possible too because yeah I think our natural tendency is to kind of shy away and be afraid of the unknown Mm -hmm. and yeah when you see just a dark figure coming towards Mm -hmm. you like that's unnerving but then it's also like why do I get that feeling that something's not right when I see those things if they're just misunderstood? Well, okay, I'm going to make an analogy to spiders because spiders, I think, I hate spiders. Like, hands down, they give me the creeps. I scream anytime there's even the tiny spider (laughs) around. But... Spiders help the environment, right? Spiders are actually really an important part of our ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I would say that they're very misunderstood. Yeah. Like, so like Mm -hmm. for me, I think it lives in this world of like, I don't know what it is. And I also don't know if it's bad or if it's like, maybe it's kind of bad, but then Mm -hmm. maybe it's also, it's kind of good. Like it has a purpose in this universe, whatever that purpose is. Definitely. And I definitely don't understand it. No, I think everything does have a purpose, but there is just so much unknown Mm -hmm. that it's like, 
can we really try to wrap our heads around mm-hmm. it? Is that something we're going to have to wait until one day we're shadow people, like creepy oh, people out? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, there's just too much unknown. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that yeah. would be very interesting because mm-hmm. I definitely believe that spirits don't, like heaven isn't in the air, you yeah. know, and like yeah. hell isn't in the pits mm-hmm. of the earth. I think that the spirit world is just um, like another dimension on this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we're just yeah. surrounded by them all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is just how some people see them, right? Yeah. Is like the veil is not pulled back from our eyes completely. Mm-hmm but we see something and it's someone's mm-hmm. shadows. I don't know. Like yeah. it feels like a very Peter Pan thing no, I to agree me. With that. I think alternate dimensions are very real. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just kind of refuse to believe them. They refuse to believe in spirits and different things like that. And I feel like sometimes maybe that makes them angry or something. And so that's when they'll manifest themselves in a negative way. Mm. But then some people are more willing to accept them. And so they have more positive experiences with it. But... Why know. why do you think some people just absolutely refuse to believe in anything after the fact that we die and then we're gone completely? I think just going back to the unknown thing, it's so hard to accept the unknown. No mm-hmm. one knows exactly what's going to happen. Like, yeah, you might have strong beliefs and feelings about it, but like, honestly, what if you get there and it's something completely different like we all turn into animals and like something (laughs) so weird like no one really knows and I think a lot of people want cold hard facts and if they're Mm -hmm. not getting that why would they choose to waste their time on something why do you think people have that limited mindset of like I need a cold hard fact I think they're scared yeah to kind of take a risk with it because Uh it's not like Like, even this, it's, like, I have no idea for sure, but Mm -hmm. it's just, like, a strong feeling that I have. Yeah. That I know these things are around me and that they're real, but I think it would be scary for a lot of people if they don't have, like, scientific evidence or something to just say, oh, yes, these things are real and around me. Like, that's unnerving. Yeah. In a previous podcast, I was talking with our mutual friend, Mikkel, and (laughs) (laughs) I was, like... Talking, telling her how I'm like, one day ghost hunters yeah. will be scientists and there will be proof of whatever the heck these things are. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I still believe that. I really yeah. do think that it's just mm-hmm. something we haven't proven yet. And I think yeah. it's ridiculous for people to think that everything has been proven so far, you know? Well, why would you think that though? The right? earth has, even the ocean Like, how much of the ocean is unexplored? Like So much. I don't know. Like, how can you say everything has been proven? I feel Mm -hmm. like we're finding new cures to diseases every day. Like, there's Mm -hmm. just no way that we've tapped out our knowledge limit yet on this earth. Yeah. And if we take it down even to, like, a subatomic level Mm -hmm. and, and like, get into weird things like string theory. Like, Mm -hmm. there are scientific theories that are completely wild that could Mm -hmm. explain things alternate dimensions like those are strong theories that people have yeah and yet still some people are like oh it's just not enough evidence for me kind of a thing I know and I I feel like even if people sometimes do get the facts if they don't want to believe it like you can't make them believe it yeah it's like a denial yeah definitely yeah definitely but I know I just I always go back to the fact that like 
whatever people believe doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. what there is something that is completely true. Yeah. And no matter what we believe, even if what I believe is completely false, yeah. <laughs> it's like there is a truth out there that we're yeah. all trying to strive for. I know. And that like completely unites us. And I think that that's yeah. kind of the thing that I wish people focused on more instead of, like, trying to debate whether one thing is right or the other. I know. It's ridiculous. I'm like, your primary principle in everything you teach is love. Like, let's just love each other and not even acknowledge our differences. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, you were talking about sleep, Mm -hmm. and I know that you've had some sleep paralysis experiences what does that look like so or feel like yeah it's kind (laughs) of both I guess so sleep paralysis is like a really strange thing that does have like a lot of scientific explanation but I Mm -hmm. kind of don't choose to see it that way because it feels so real with everything that's happening like you are awake when you're having sleep paralysis, which is so strange. Um, Like, the first time I had it, I was in high school, and I just remember having the worst night of nightmares I've ever had in my life. Like, honestly, couldn't close my eyes for two seconds without just feeling so horrible and dark. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I woke up, or I woke up, not really, and... I was kind of watching myself sleep and that was like the really unnerving part. So like, you're just kind of watching yourself here and I was completely frozen. Like it feels like your body is full of sand or something. Weird. Um, and I was just remembering, like I was trying to call out to mom because she was in the next room Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get words out. I could barely breathe. And I was just kind of watching all of these dark figures surround me while this was happening. Hmm. And it was like right before they got to me was when I finally actually woke up. Yeah. Even though I was awake. Yeah. Because you are awake with sleep paralysis. It's kind yeah. of like a semi-awake state. But like you are awake, you're aware. Um, and I just remember being like so terrified. So I started doing a ton of research on it. Um, and like, there are so many scientific explanations, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. There are also so many paranormal ones as Mm -hmm. well. And like, just something like that, I don't feel like would happen because I don't know, like it doesn't seem scientific to me. And so after that experience, um, shortly after that, I kind of, I went up to college and then in our first apartment that we ever lived in together, I had it there a lot. Really? Like, I didn't know that. A lot, a lot. So I would be like napping midday because, you know, college life, taking <laughs> <Yeah>. naps after. <laughs> um, and it would always be like midday during my naps and I could feel it coming on hmm. and I knew that it was coming on. It's almost like you're slipping into like this alternate reality or something. Yeah, to me, like I'm visualing, it's like you're astral projecting. Pretty much. It's like your spirit is lifting out of your body and you're being able to see what's around you with like different eyes. No, it definitely feels like that. And it's just like this terrifying feeling because, and so I kind of like got good at snapping myself out of it, like mentally really waking myself up because I was so terrified to go back Mm. into this alternate reality where I would like see things crawling up next to me. Mm -hmm. Like I would feel just like this horrible weight on me kind of thing. 
Um, one of the most recent ones I actually had was in my apartment I live in now, but I had sleep paralysis that night and it was kind of a weird night too. Like I kept waking up because I heard someone pacing at the foot of my bed. Oh, and freaking heck. Like I would just wake up cause I heard this pacing and yeah. I was so scared, but then I was still so tired. So I just fall right back asleep. Yeah. And then I woke up in the sleep paralysis state And at the foot of our bed, my bed was grandma. Yeah. And so I was just like sitting there like frozen, not really sure what to do because I'm just looking at grandma right now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that is not grandma anymore. And this thing starts crawling up onto my bed like really fast. Oh my gosh. Um, And then I think that scared me out of it because I woke up right before it got to me. Yeah. But I thought that was so strange. Like why... Would I see grandma turn yeah. into like a demon? I don't know. But that one really, really shook me and I just kind of wasn't okay after that. Oh, wow. Okay. I have like two yeah. stories to tell about this. Okay. But like one time when um, I was younger and lived in mom and dad's basement, um, I woke up in the middle of the night and mom was standing in my room and I called out to her. I was like, mom, what are you doing yeah. here? And it was... I mean, it was dark, so it just looked like her shadow. But then the shadow just sank into the ground and completely disappeared. And that freaked the crap out of me. But the the wild thing about your foot pacing story, or your, like, pacing at the foot of your bed story, this girl that I used to work with, she um, was actually, she woke up one night, and there was a man who had broken into her uh, like her college dorm room, mm. and he was like sucking on her feet. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like unpleasant. I'm laughing, but it's like, it's like scared laughing because it's that's so all traumatizing. He was doing, sucking on her feet. <laughs> well, apparently, and she like didn't Ew. know what to do, and so she yeah. like called nine one one and while just he was still sucking while her feet. he was like sucking on her feet. Yeah, and so like it was Ew. she was really traumatized from that. And like I would be yeah. too but like That's this why is... I sleep with a knife next to my bed, everyone. <laughs> that right there. Yeah. But it's like the the crazy thing to me is like there are scary things that happen in this life and then there are scary things that happen in the next life mm-hmm. or whatever you believe in. I yeah. really do believe there yeah. is a next life mm-hmm. and like both of those things are equally traumatizing yeah. to me. Like you yeah. having this like demon in your room and mm-hmm. this woman having like someone break in and yeah. terrorize her. Yeah. Like that's, those are two terrifying things, you know? Yeah, Definitely. I don't know. After that happened, though, I went and got selenite. Is that it? Selenite. Selenite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So supposed to purify and cleanse your home. So I went and got a little sphere of it. Mm-hmm. Sits on an adorable little stand on my nightstand. Um, and I haven't had any sleep paralysis or anything since, which That's I good. find very interesting. Yeah. I definitely sleep with selenite next to my mm-hmm. bed. But then I also have a piece of... Um, black tourmaline and I put it mm-hmm. in every single corner of my house as kind of like mm. a protection guard yeah because you know how some people will do like the salt circle yeah so I also read because black tourmaline is a very protective stone against negative energies interesting yeah, yeah. so I read that you can create a protective barrier by putting one in each corner of your home mm. and I have felt like tremendous yeah um 
like positivity in my home mm-hmm. since I've done that. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's very beneficial. Yeah. Um, cause I don't, I, I mean, I don't know what is going to keep things in or out of my mm-hmm. like sphere of consciousness. Yeah. But I went ghost hunting once mm-hmm. and I took some black tourmaline with me and yeah. I felt like it repelled because this place was like incredibly, um, just known for all of the wild hauntings that are there and it just like repelled everything that's nice. there were several things like smaller things that happened to me but I felt like any negative presence was just like not allowed to be there good yeah I need some of that on the daily yeah Yeah. everyone go out buy some black tourmaline (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's just weird like when I talk about things and I feel like if the way I'm talking about it invites something in. Mm-hmm. I get a very overwhelming feeling mm-hmm. and it's almost like my eyes start to water. It's this weird thing. And every time that happens, I'm like, I know something is very close to me right now. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to have a repellent for that sort yeah. of feeling. Do you feel scared right now? No, actually. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Because normally like when I do talk about these things and like my sleep paralysis experiences, especially, um, I do get that feeling, mm-hmm. but right now, nothing. Yeah, I feel like I've tried to create a space that is just only allowing positive energy around mm-hmm. us because we've had things, yeah. I think, pass through mm-hmm. um, that I make sure that my husband helps us like bless our home and take care yeah. of those things because I just want this place to be a sanctuary really mm-hmm. for my soul and yeah. for my soul living in its body currently. Like yeah. I don't want to be terrorized by no. whatever is out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like some people yeah. are like a little bit masochistic and like, that's mm, true. I need to like, find. I mean, why do I sometimes wander in graveyards alone <laughs> at night? No, never alone. Oh, I would never go alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't go alone. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, um, I do have this need to like, learn more about it right like I want to seek it out but Mm -hmm. I don't want to bring it home with me exactly yeah yeah well I feel like that's kind of why like I love scary movies Mm -hmm. like I'm always down to watch a scary movie I've even watched them by myself sometimes oh yeah me too that's like what serial killers do I don't know (laughs) but I feel like it's like it's so interesting how each movie portrays these different things like demons or Mm -hmm. even just like murderers whatever it is like I find it very interesting to kind of gather that information that they're putting out there so that I can kind of learn more about it and take the pieces that I believe and like apply it to how I want to either repel these things or understand them better so do you feel like that you have found truth in movies I think there is truth. Some of it, a lot of it is just crap. (laughs) And it's just a good fun scare, you know, but I think some of them and certain ones over other ones definitely, I think have a lot of aspects of truth to them. Yeah. 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 I feel like there have been things that have stuck with me. Mm -hmm. I read this book called Odd Thomas. Yeah. And this is the first book that I've ever read that referenced shadow people in Mm -hmm. like a a fictional way Mm. and um it I don't know there was something about the way that they described shadow people like he had like 
a name for them, but it was like they, whatever these creatures were, they just wanted to surround negativity. And so like ever since I've really focused on raising the energy vibration of my home, I feel like I haven't seen them, but like I saw them everywhere I went when I was younger. And that's like Mm -hmm. a truth that I pulled out of a fictional story. You know, it's like, it's like these things followed negativity. Well, it's like, where do people even get fiction from? It's like from a shred of truth. It has to be like, I feel like you can't just make up these grandiose things without stemming from another idea or something truthful. That's how I feel about dragons. I feel like, yeah, dragons (laughs) were real I don't know what they were but like they had to there had to be some kind of dragon-like creature because Uh every single like culture has their own form of dragon like they all saw usually like very similar looking things though and so I'm like I don't know maybe there was a breed of dinosaur that still hung out for a while I don't know what it was probably but like I completely believe in dragons because I'm like there's no way Mm -hmm. every culture made that up no right well that's how so many of these things are like they they don't don't just come out of thin air they really don't yeah it's like some sort of universal truth has been Mm -hmm. shared Mm -hmm. but then it's like watered down so we don't know what it really is media portrays things their way yeah to get views or whatever they're looking for (laughs) fans i don't know yeah yeah so I want to break away a little bit from the spooky things that have happened to us. And I want to talk about how spirituality has played into your dating choices. Because I feel like you are a very spiritual person. Yeah. But I feel like there have been times where you've deliberately broken away from certain forms of spirituality because of experiences that you've had Mm -hmm. dating certain people. Definitely. And I think especially just like in the past, how old am I now? Like six years or so, I've been going through like a lot of changes, trying to figure out how being spiritual works best for me mm-hmm. and I think that has like really reflected with the types of people I choose like you said so like in high school was still very involved in my religion um, and kind of started choosing that path with a person I was dating um, and then long story short that kind of just didn't work out and all of a sudden I was in college um, trying to kind of find my place there and I think it was hard because I didn't really know what I believed and so I didn't really know what type of person I wanted Mm -hmm. and that kind of led me to like pick someone like completely opposite from what I had been taught my whole life to Mm -hmm. go for so I don't know I think it's an interesting topic because that's also something I've been working a lot on with myself is just being able to hold true to what I value and what I want out of life without having that affect the person I'm looking for and without having another person affect me. Yeah. 
You know that quote, um, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how I was when dating people. It was like, I didn't know, like, what my heart really felt. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times I just fell for these guys that took me in a lot of different directions because what I was really looking for was love. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had been rejected by people in my traditional religion. Mm -hmm. And so then, yeah, I went flipped the other way. Yeah. And so, and then when that didn't work out, I felt like I was rejecting myself and I no longer loved myself. And so that's really what brought me back to my religion Yeah, is like figuring out like, oh, having a belief system and sticking to it mm-hmm. actually makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, definitely. Know? And I feel like I've really tried to boil down, like, the things that I value, like, the way I treat other people, the things I prioritize. I've really, really worked hard to kind of have a set of values so that I can be true to myself mm-hmm. without still having to be tied down to, like, something like religion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that spirituality and whatever form it takes like is so important to have Mm -hmm. when interacting with other human beings yeah because everyone has such strong takes on it that I think that if you don't have your own strong take on it that you're gonna kind of get thrown around into a lot of different things yeah you you definitely do like when I first started dating my husband I was in this mindset of like I know what I believe in get on board or get out of my life. And that was like really the turning point for like us making a connection. Yeah. Well, and the right person will be okay with that and they'll want to respect your values and different Mm -hmm. things like that. And I feel like a lot of times I'll get caught up in something because it is something I've never experienced before. It's exciting. And then we really start to like, have discussions about our values and different things like that. And I just realized, wow, this is not the right person (laughs) for me. I just threw all my eggs into this basket and that was super dumb. So it's been kind of a challenge to find someone who holds those values, I guess. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever dated someone who doesn't believe in spirits? Yes. Have you ever shared your spiritual experiences with them? Yes. And And how does that work out? (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's so hard to convince people of something that you feel so passionately passionately about, and they're just not. If they've never experienced something like that, then, like, I feel like the people who've never experienced something are not even open to the idea. Yeah. A lot of the time. No, they're definitely not. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's how my old roommate is. Like, she doesn't believe in it at all whatsoever. Like, she still gets scared of things or whatever, Mm -hmm. but she just thinks it's absolutely not real. Like, Mm. she's done Ouija boards a ton of times. She's Mm. like, oh, this is such crap. Like, (laughs) the thing moved, but, like, someone was totally doing it, you know? Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Everyone makes, like, a very logical um, assumption for Mm -hmm. things that they can't explain. Yeah, no, and that goes, like, right back to the fear of the unknown thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would you just say, oh, no, that was the spooky spirit moving the whatever it's called, instead of Mm -hmm. saying, oh, some loser in our group is pushing it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even if everyone's, like, swearing they didn't. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, why, why would you trust people 
when you can distrust yes. people and then keep your own yeah. belief system intact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like I like challenging people's belief systems yeah. though. Like my husband has never had well, he's had um some strange paranormal mm-hmm. experiences, but only oh, because really? I've kind of pushed him into that mm-hmm. world. So before he met me, absolutely nothing. And then it's like yeah. he's married me and all of a sudden I am opening his eyes to like this world that he never considered a possibility yeah. before. I think at a certain point you do have to be open to feeling it though. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's like, why would they come to you to communicate mm-hmm. with you? I guess if yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah. Why would they come to someone who's not even going to acknowledge that they're there when mm-hmm. they have other sources they can go to who are going to feel their presence? Yeah, it's like going back to our sorority ghost, Miriam. Mm-hmm. Like, why would she communicate with us if we're not first trying to, like, reach out to her and, yeah. like, meet her on her level? Like, mm-hmm. I have to assume that, yeah, maybe ghosts have some understanding of mm-hmm. a world that we don't know, but yeah. I wonder if they're just as scared sometimes, yeah. you know? I think that's very possible. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Allie. I have loved talking about this stuff with you. I feel like we don't talk about it a lot. I know, just on our pond walks, of course. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like to talk about these things um, in, like, a more neutral space, right? Yeah. Because I feel like you're right. Like, we're inviting this Mm -hmm. stuff in. Yeah. No, this is a very positive environment to talk about it in, though. Like, normally I would feel really uneasy right now but yeah it's nice yeah Yeah. well before I let you go I am very curious (laughs) what is the most mystical belief that you currently hold oh this is an easy one so vampires (laughs) (laughs) okay tell me why (laughs) um because they're just real I don't I don't know what else to say about that they're real I'm going to find them and I'm going to be one one day good lord I'm so scared for you (laughs) Like, they're just so, they're so cool. Um, everything they do. Yeah. Just suck blood and run really You're fast. You're a vegetarian. And, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. 16 years. Vegetarian. And, and so you want to uh-huh. suck human blood. Okay, well, I don't know why people are so grossed out about that. Because it's like, like humans, like, we crave food, right? And, like, uh-huh. yummy food, like spaghetti, you know? And I imagine if you're a vampire... <laughs> If you're craving blood, it's going to taste like spaghetti to you because that's what you're craving, right? Okay. So, like, why would you be grossed out about it if you're literally craving that? So, say you find the vampires and you become one. Uh Are you going to be, like, a vegetarian vampire where you only eat animals? Disgusting, no. No? No. Absolutely not. So, then you will be a meat eater. Well... (laughs) I don't think about it in that way. I guess, yeah, I would eat human blood if I was a vampire. Hey, that's what this is about, challenging your belief systems right here. Yeah, Well, Well, I hope that works out for you. Me too. So if anybody wants to find more information about you, is there an Instagram that they can follow? Yeah, absolutely. So the best one to reach me, follow me, peep on me is Allie Brown Music at A-L-L-I Brown like the color 
music. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Allie. Oh, I feel like we you. have not even, like, tipped the iceberg. What's no. the saying for that? Scratched the surface. We haven't even scratched the surface. I think on there's the an things. iceberg one though too. Yeah, we'll on look the that things up around this. So yeah. I hopefully will have you back. To the iceberg. That's that's it. what okay. it is. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you and thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gnosis, and thank you to Joseph McDade for letting us use his song, Olympus. If you're a fan of the show, help us spread the word by leaving a review with lots of stars. For any feedback, stories, or ideas, please email me at thegnosispodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at thegnosispodcast. Additional information on our guests can always be found in the show notes. Until next time, Keep exploring those spiritual mysteries.